Did he say the Miguel plant? That's what I thought. The, I it's, the Miguel. Miguel, it's the Miguel plant. <laughs> Miguel. No, not Miguel. <laughs> I was waiting for you to do that. I really was. <laughs> Welcome to episode 76 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... Senor Horstocles, oozing machismo. You're oozing machismo? That's right. Keep you... it on your side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> and you should have said, hola! <laughs> Bienvenidos a Comical Podcast. Yeah, I, I'm an honorary Mexican. Okay. <laughs> all that extends basically just to the food. <laughs> I got you. Well, that's all I know, so I'm done. <laughs> well, we have a very special guest with us today, uh, Mr. Gabo. How are you doing today, man? Estoy muy bien, aquí en la casa de mi, mi hermano, uh, comiéndome un burrito. ¿Y ustedes cómo están? Oh, sorry. Uh, I understood burrito. Okay. <laughs> He's in his brother's house, man. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm glad you can understand because I really I don't. I don't get it, but. He spoke slow enough so I was able to follow him. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, uh, Gabo is a really well-liked artist, especially on this show. Of course. <laughs> He's the artist for The Life After, which is one of our favorite independent books that comes out, mm-hmm. as well as several other Image series and DC series. We're just big fans, man, so we're really happy to have you on. I am thrilled to be on, guys. You're going to get a restraining order, dude. Seriously. <laughs> Stalking him and stuff, That's man. Right. The way you gush about some of our guests. I don't <laughs> gush. He'll, he'll, he'll realize. <laughs> now he'll realize that he's the one that's going to need a restraining order after. <laughs> okay. hey, I'm not hey, the one oozing machismo. You my new book? <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I just pay compliments to the guys who deserve it, man. These guys work hard. They do a great job. I agree. I no? agree. Well, we got a lot to talk about, so let's start things off by discussing our comics of the week. What were your top two books this week, Miguel? All right, man, I'll give you my number two first, uh, Magneto number 18 by Cullen Bunn and David Yarden. I've been loving this run. You know, I love Cullen Bunn. I love Magneto, and in this book, he just becomes Mr. I'm going to save the world. I'm going to stop the other collision. You know, I'm going to stop this hurt from colliding into us, and I'm going to do it. I can do it. I'm taking the powers from the earth and become a super badass Mr. Hero one more time. You know, he's going to either win or lose. Well, it's a Secret Wars tie-in. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what Secret Wars is about yet, you've been living under a rock. Yeah. But basically, it's the last two planets in existence are going to collide, and Earth is the center of the universe. So if Earth is destroyed, basically the entire universe gets destroyed. <laughs> Pretty much. It, isn't, it always, isn't it always the damn center of the universe? Especially when you guess. live in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah, like seriously. So Magneto, being uh, who he is and knowing what his power level used to be, he gets some inspiration from Namor, who has gone and worked for the Cabal, and now he's kind of a bad guy. That guy's a dick. He is a dick. <laughs> he, he, self, he, he has no problem admitting to everybody that he's a dick. I hate that guy. Magneto's a dick, too. That's why they get along. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> but Magneto gets some inspiration from Namor and decides that he's maybe somebody who can do something to prevent the destruction of Earth-616. Inspiration for the guy with wings on his feet. Okay. So Magneto, like you said, gathers as much electromagnetic power as he can, creates this giant force field and starts heading to the sky. And I think he's going to attack the other world to try to destroy it on his own. Uh, it's a pretty spectacular light show. It looks really cool. It's nice to see Magneto. You know, he has like an inner monologue about all the things he's tried to accomplish, making mutants better than humans or trying to, you know, make peace so that humans and mutants could exist together. Uh, but all that's kind of fallen apart. Now it's definitely all fallen by the wayside because surviving is the more important thing. So he's determined to be the hero one last time 
and Save the Earth that he's a part of. And it's a really good book. I'll give you that. It didn't quite crack my top three, but it was definitely my top ten. And we read almost 40 books today. So I know. It was really good. It was some really damn good books today. Yeah, it was was very hard. I flip-flopped all over the place. It was very hard to pick out my top three. But in the end, I went with Magneto because, you know, he is my favorite character. I know that. And you love Colin Bunn's writing. Yeah, I do. So, yeah, that's my number two. What was your number two? Uh, My number two was actually Rain Number 5 from Kel Simons and Nate Stockman. Blasphemy. (laughs) Number two. What do you have it as? Your number one? Damn right I do. It's really good. Uh, this book has had so many twists and turns that were completely unexpected. You started out with Rain, who's this guy who's kind of wandering around talking to himself. <laughs> he's got a deity on his shoulder telling him you know, what he's supposed to do because he's part of this ancient order that's supposed to protect the world. Well, you know, originally, he's just kind of a, a wandering soldier. And then you find out that the people he's trying to fight against actually aren't using magic. They're using science and technology. So all the magic he's been dealing with so far has been false. Yeah. And then they hunt down the leader of the opposing army, the opposing force, break into his lair, end up going into the sewers underneath because they're trying to get away because they were overpowered by the other army. And the sewers actually turn into this giant maze of machinery. And there's an even bigger twist at the end, which I don't want to spoil if anybody's out there is reading it. But holy crap, I was not expecting it. Man, come on. We started off like we're medieval times here, and all of a sudden we're like, what the hell? <laughs> it was a great twist. I mean, he took us someplace out of Kel. Oh, my God, Kel. I don't know what you're doing to me, man. But, damn, dude, Rain is a badass. He's whooping ass everywhere. He was underwater for a while, kicked that creature's ass. And I love the book, man. Yeah, it was really good. All, all the sea monsters and, and creatures and stuff he's fighting against are all really coolly designed. Uh, all the people he's fighting with all seem to have adequate fighting skills. Uh, it's a really action-packed issue, too. There's a lot of fighting, which I know we're both big fans of. But, really, that twist at the end was just so unexpected. Like you said, from the beginning to the end, it's nonstop action. But the one part about it in the book was when he had the people and he was trying to get them out and the one guy dies. It brought me back to that movie Daylight with Sylvester Stallone where he's trapped underneath the, the, you know, in the tunnel with the water and how they're trying to go in the tunnel and stuff. And people start dying. So Rain's like, that's not happening anymore, man. So it was like, it was intense, man. I was like, damn, I was there. So that's why it was my number one. I'm surprised it was your number two. So I'm curious. What was your number one? Well, first, let's ask Gabo. Did you read anything today, man? No. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, I read a couple of scripts. You can't talk about those yet, can uh, you? <laughs> no, I, can't, I definitely can't talk about them. Uh, I cannot tell you the last thing that I read at all. I haven't read a book in like probably like a month. So <laughs> sorry. That's okay. Well, I'll ask you this question then, real quick, before we go on to your number one, Justin. Uh, based on all the work you've done, when you do buy your books, what do you buy mostly? Image, DC, Marvel. <sighs> Uh, whatever looks good, because like half of the time I'm buying it just to like study it, mm-hmm. and then uh, like there's things that I want to buy because people obviously said that they were good. But re- yeah, really, it's just because I like something and I want to either steal it or emulate it. We've uh, heard that. I'm not gonna lie. Ones. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna lie. I you know like you know part of it is stealing and then you know putting your own spin on it. But uh, I don't care who who puts it out. You know, just as long as it looks good. But uh, that Southern Bastards that looks great. Yeah, Jason Latour, he's doing a really good job. Yeah, I haven't I haven't read it, but I gra- I keep buying issues just because it looks great. <laughs> it's a good book. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't care that we pick up everything. I mean, there's only Boom, Dark Horse. Yeah, we're not loyal. We're not loyal to Marvel, just one Image, DC. <laughs> the only the only company yeah. that we we tend to read less of, and I think that's the only way you can really put it, is DC. It's just so much of the New Fifty Two stuff has been a letdown. But no, no, I, I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah, a I lot of the Marvel stuff though has been pretty good. So we we tend to read a lot of Marvel yeah. Image, a lot of indie stuff. Yeah, a lot of our guests, a lot of our guest artists that do the indie stuff are going to be doing stuff for DC now. So we're probably picking up some more DC stuff here yeah. down the road. Yeah, that's true. That's that's what I'm hoping for, man. Like DC House style needs to, uh, you know, like it, it has its place, but like for every book, like come on, you know, read some life into 
into it. Like, you know, like Marvel started doing like all these Deadpool books and, you know, people enjoyed it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and now it's, you know, now it's pouring over into everything else. You know, like, like when Miss Marvel came out, I was like, oh, my God, like, this is completely this is not, you know, like this is not normal, typical Marvel style. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's really exciting right now. What's going on? So here's hoping we get more of that. Definitely. Yeah, we're definitely fans of Miss Marvel. <laughs> well, I guess I should talk about my number one. So what was your number one? Uh, it's not from DC. <laughs> is it from Marvel? <laughs> but it is from artists that I, I truly love. Uh, Uh-oh. It's actually Black Science number 14 from Rick Remender and Mateo Scalera. Wow, they, they made a comeback? Uh, yeah, I haven't picked them in a while. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of Rick Remender, and Mateo Scalera is one of my favorite artists. Like, I love his style. Uh, Black Science was really good in the beginning, and then it got a little too convoluted and kind of hard to follow. It wasn't that it was bad. It just kind of jumped around so much because that's what the story basically is. You're following this time-traveling, dimension-hopping pillar that's going from crazy world to the next crazy world. And it's, it's meant to be hard to follow along. That's part of the story. But this most recent issue is more human. It's more about Grant, the dad in the story, the scientist who's created everything. And he finds his daughter after she's been attacked by the aliens on this planet they're on. And she's been burned almost to death. Her and an alternate version of her mother. So... He finds her with the uh, shaman guy that he's with, and they basically have a way to save one of them. And he has to make a choice between the woman that used to be his wife, or a version of the woman that used to be his wife, and his daughter. So, of course, he chooses his daughter. And they give her the adrenaline shot, bring her back to life just enough to get her back to the ship, back to the pillar, so that the shaman can perform whatever magic ritual and, and save her fully. And while all that's going on, the army of aliens from this planet that they're on shows up and basically prevents them from getting through there. And he has to sacrifice himself to make sure that his daughter survives. And it's just a really emotional and human moment for Grant, who thus far in the story has been very closed off. Uh, so I just really liked seeing that. There were so many things about it that were cool. I loved the design for the aliens. I liked the army. The little fight scene they had was pretty awesome. Uh, just it's a, it's a great issue in a series that has so much potential that hasn't really been realized yet. I think the best part of that book was the fact when the other scientists told him, we're supposed to be using these pillars to save worlds, and we're destroying them. We're cancer. We're, you know, we're pretty much diseasing all the worlds, and that's when your boy decides to become a hero. Yeah. It was good. Don't get me wrong. I liked it. It was, it was, one of my, it was probably my top five. But, uh, you know, I haven't heard from you in a while, too, so that's like, shocker, wow. <laughs> I thought you were going to come back and say Saga or, or Coffin Hill or something. Well, there, there was a lot of good books this week. I mean, I could easily put anything from my top ten in this list, but Copperhead. Black Science just spoke to me for some reason. I, like, it was great for me to see Grant be a human because so far he's been very emotionless, very distant from his family, from his kids, from the people he's with. I mean, the most emotion you've seen from him is when he tried to kick Kadir's ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it was, it was just really nice to see that he's not completely devoid of humanity. All righty then. It's getting deep up in here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about your pick of the week, Miguel? What, what was your uh, book you wanted to highlight? Well, that's a tough one, too, because you brought in a bunch of new number ones today. But uh, I'm going with Mythic Number 1, written by uh, Phil Hester and John McCree. Is the, McCree is the artist. Man, I tell you what, I don't know. You, it's your fault. I blame you because you've been getting me into these crazy ass books that make no damn sense whatsoever. I mean, you got me reading books about tiger eating a cheeseburger, <laughs> you know, space horses and space cows. This one, you're going to read a book about space horses anyway. Of course, you know, I am. <laughs> the guy's sitting there in the shop, you know, with his phone. The guy said, phone broke, phone broke. From all of a sudden, he freaking 
apes, whatever you want to call them, break out of the guy's uh, body because of a hair strand. And he well, got, you, you should you should tell what the story is really about. It's about a team of supernatural fixers. Uh, it's these guys that go around and find problems and f- that have a supernatural element to them, and then try to resolve them. And initially, when you first meet the main characters, it's like you said. This guy walks into a, a watch repair shop and says, "Phone broke, phone broke," and the guy's like, "What is it?" And he touches it, and this like black symbiotic liquid like comes out and grabs him, and these monkeys like burst from the <laughs> yeah. guy's chest and attack him. It makes yeah. no sense at all. It's just completely crazy, uh, and it, it's interesting too because he's he's running and these monkeys are chasing him, and he runs into this garbage collector who's part of this myth- magic squad, the Mythic Squad, yeah, who kills the monkeys with no problem. And the guy's still like completely covered in this uh, black goop. He's like, "How do I get this off?" And he's like, "Oh, spit on it. Your yeah, saliva will it'll dissolve." It'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> so he spits on it, and the, the stuff dissolves. And then he's like, "Okay, this is kind of weird." And the guy's like, "You're you you could be one of us. Why don't you come join us?" And then it fast forwards a few years, and, and this is the best part. <laughs> <laughs> they, they start going on these missions to to help people, you know, in weird situations. And they go to this valley where it hasn't rained for years. They got a drought. It's a bad drought. And California. Uh, yeah, it, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> and they have a they have a small campfire going, and you know the the park rangers or whatever show up and say, "Oh, you can't have a fire because of the drought. You're going to catch everything on fire." And they're like, "Oh no, no, we're we're just using the smoke to figure out what's wrong." And there's the scientist guy with the park ranger, and he tries to explain in science terms all the things that he thinks are wrong with the drought, what's causing it, why there's no precipitation. Yeah, and, and the and mythic people are like, "Oh no, no, you're you're completely wrong. There's a, a magical reason for the." why behind everything and then the girl who's kind of like <laughs> us just like blatantly just blows his mind away <laughs> she's like she's like see that cloud up there well that cloud and that mountain were dating and uh, they're pissed at each other they're in the middle of a lo- lover's quarrel <laughs> yeah and that's why it's not raining they haven't they haven't made sex <laughs> and that's why it's not raining <laughs> if you can get them to hook up then uh, it'll start raining <laughs> and yeah, the side of this guy's like what okay you're nuts i'm out of here the doctor gets pissed off and leaves and then one of the other guys, the older guy who's part of the team, is like, "Well, the only way to get this to happen is to make the mount- is to make the cloud jealous by trying to hit on the mountain." So he starts trying to hit on the mountain, and the mountain is just obviously an inanimate object. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "Well, you're not doing it right. You need to release your inner beast." Yeah. So they hit him upside the head with a croquet mallet. Like, no, they hit him in the mouth because yeah, they, 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 the, they hit him in the mouth and knock his tooth out. And then he plants his tooth in the ground and grows this giant monster, which starts humping the mountain. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the greatest thing in the world. Jesus. It's such a bizarre book. Uh, I wasn't even going to pick it up because I read the plot synopsis and it has nothing like it does no kind of justice for what the story actually is. But the book was only two dollars. It's the first issue for two dollars. So I figured, what the hell? I'll go ahead and pick it up. And I'm glad I did because it was really trippy and just just a lot of fun to read. Great book, great price, <laughs> fun story, dude, <laughs> up in a mountain. I was like, what the hell is going on? But it was so funny. I was like, oh my gosh, this book is amazing. And I was like, oh, I like this book. I'm glad you put it in my box for me. <laughs> well, I don't know if I put a copy in your box. You may want to call them. Oh, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> call them first thing in the morning. I'll just take your copy. <laughs> so what was your pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week is another one of the number ones. Uh, this is actually the Mantle number one. Oh, that was the other one I was going to choose. From Ed Brisson and Brian Lovell. Uh, this is a really interesting origin story for a superhero. So basically the Mantle is this spirit, this, this being, this embodiment of a superhero that goes from carrier to carrier. So he'll, he'll take over this one person, make them into a superhero, and then when that superhero dies, he'll find a new host, and that person will become the next mantle. Sound like a disease. So it jumps from person to person. <laughs> well, this scrawny little kid who's with his girlfriend inherits the mantle. Like he, they're at a party, and he does some acid. So he's already having like this crazy psychedelic dream, and you know she's trying to walk him home and get him home safe, and they get ambushed by these three other superheroes. 
And one of them has is the teleporter who has the ability to jump through shadows. One of them is this super buff, really strong, really smart girl. And then the third one was her power. She talked to the dead. That's right. She she's a necromancer. How do you not remember that? <laughs> I read forty comics today. All the freaking Dungeons and Dragons games who plays, you don't know. <laughs> like I said, I read forty comics today. So they take the guy and they're like, Look, it's our job to train you. It's our job to get you prepared because there's a villain out there called the plague who's coming to kill you. And he kills all the mantles. Like he goes up from one to the next to the next, and he can always figure out where the power is and go and kill the guy. And he has some kind of master plan for this, but you're not anywhere near ready to face him. You know, the, the powers of the mantle kind of work like green lantern, whatever you will into existence, you can make happen. So they're trying to train him and he's learned how to fly and he's learned how to do a few small things. And all of a sudden the villain shows up. Well, he thinks he's badass cause he's got all these powers and he starts fighting the villain like immediately. And, uh, he's no match, not even close. So the three girls are trying to help him out and they're no match for the guy. The bad guy is like super badass. So of course he gets punched one time and his head explodes. <laughs> Yeah, the mantle Jesus. went. The mantle went sentry on him, man. Just hit him. With, <laughs> it was funny how you look at that one scene. Like, there's eye, there's an ear, there's skull. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> so uh, you spend all this time getting to know this guy, and then he dies before the first issue's even up, and the mantle moves to somebody else who you met previously in the story. So it, it was a really, really good and interesting first issue. It really drew me in. So I'm looking forward to reading more of it. Yeah, anytime. Wait, you got- so. So is this? You think it's just going to be like the same shit over and over and over again, or like a like a story of the week kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, it could yeah. be. They could take it that route, or they could make the new person that it jumped to really be the official mantle and give it time to to flesh that character out. I'm not right. really sure. It could go either way. It was it was fun though. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> you like seeing people's faces getting exploded? Yeah, <laughs> who doesn't? Kind of right. If, people's arms. If we had a book off. like that every month. I'd buy that. You do have a book like that. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what the life after is. That's, that's why we love it so much. There's, there's not enough. I need more. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was, there was plenty in that last issue with the demon. That was oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait until, uh, the next issue. I am. Gonna, <laughs> we'll be first in line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I did have one, uh, brief honorable mention that I wanted to talk about and that's uh, captain America and the mighty Avengers number eight. Uh, the only reason I'm mentioning it is because secret wars is going on right now. And it's kind of a confusing storyline for people that are not fans of Marvel or don't read all the Marvel titles. Cap and the mighty number eight does a really good job of summarizing everything that's happened in the past six months in Marvel. Uh, so if you if you want to pick up a book that kind of explains what the hell's going on before Secret Wars, uh, I recommend getting that one because it's, it's a real simple one $4 issue and you can kind of learn exactly what led up to it. Yeah, you know, I was pro-Illuminati, but now I'm not. Yeah? No. I agree with uh, Dr. Brashear was basically saying that uh, you should have included the rest of us. We might have been able to come up with something, you know, just you, you five. The Blue Marvel was saying all yeah, that. Yeah, you five think you were like God or whatever, and if you had just included us, we might have been able to do something, but now we'll never know. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, it explains the Illuminati. It explains the Cabal. It explains what's been happening so far with them destroying the planets. Uh, it's just a really good, you know, first step into the Secret War storyline. So well, I'm pro-Cabal. <laughs> <laughs> So that's it for comics. There was, a, there was a lot this week. If you want to read everything we, we read or you want a list of everything we read, go check out our website. There's a full list out there. Uh, if you want to ask us our opinion on anything, feel free because uh, I think we read like 90% of the books that came out today. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give it to you straight. We'll tell you if it sucks, we thought it was boring, or if it was funny. <laughs> there, wasn't, there wasn't that many bad ones today. That's, that's no, sure. not really. So let's move on. Let's talk about uh, you, Gabo. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> Oh, man. 
uh, West Philadelphia, born and raised. Uh, so, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm a, a Chicago-born kind of guy. Uh, the burbs of Chicago, so I can't even really say I'm from Chicago. I come from a little town called West Chicago that is nowhere near Chicago. But no, I've been doing comics for probably like almost a decade now, professionally at least. Um, started off by uh, developing a website called entervoid.com. I got to plug them because that's my family. Uh, the website is like a, a comic book battle website. So you create a character and then you, uh, another artist creates a character and you guys duke it out in a comic battle. And then uh, the general public uh, votes on who did best. That sounds like, really uh, cool. A bunch of, it's, pretty, it's pretty awesome. There's been a lot of people that come that came out of that. Um, James Stokoe was on there at one point. That's how I, I met him. Uh, his wife, uh, Marley Zacone, who's on uh, Effigy with Tim Seeley right now. Okay. Uh, she was she was on there. Kenneth Rockefeller, I'm sure all of you know uh, from DC. Yeah. DC's uh, poster child. Uh, <laughs> he does everything over there. He was on there. Uh, just like a, a mess of other people that have done professional work. Like I don't want to say they came from there, but they you know they that was one of their stomping grounds for a while. That's cool. Um, yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty great for like uh, budding artists uh, who want to learn how to draw comics better, tell stories better. But uh, from there, you know, because I've met James Soko and Marley and, you know, like I, I started meeting other important people. I met Moritat and Moritat took me under his wing. Um, and he, he's like, I need somebody to color my comics because I'm too busy. Uh, so I'm going to teach you how to color my way. Uh, and so started doing that. Got me a job on the Spirit for DC. And then uh, DC 52 came around and he got me on All-Star Western. And I started coloring the way that I like to color and he got upset. <laughs> and I don't know what the story is, but uh, I ended up not coloring the book anymore. That's too bad. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, to this day, I don't know exactly what happened, but uh, at some point, they're like, "Yeah, no, um, we're going to get somebody else for the next issue, but uh, we'll we'll get you on another title." And that call never came, and I didn't really want to press it. I didn't want to be, a, you know, like, "Hey, you guys said so. Hmm. <laughs> you guys promised me." I didn't want to be a dick, so I'm like, you know what? Um, I'm just going to take this and, you know, and like try to move on to what, what really matters to me. And that's to, you know, draw comics and I just color them. And so, uh, I met up with Josh Vialkov at a little show called Amazing Arizona, uh, like in 2013. And we hit it off and he's like, I got a story for you. Uh, the name of the character is Gabriel. And I'm like, all right, okay, that's cool. It's about, uh, suicides. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Okay, Sure. <laughs> Are you just, are you going to kill me? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. So he, he sent me the uh, the script and ended up changing it to Jude. O- originally, the title was going to be uh, St. Jude and the Life After. But we're oh. like, oh, that's just too, it's too much of a mouthful, you know? Uh, so we just cut it down to the Life After. And uh, the rest is history. And also, I've done a couple of things for uh, Elephant Men by Richard Starkings of Comic Craft fame. He's, uh, he's sort of been my um, my mentor in all of this comic sorcery battling stuff. So so that's me in a nutshell. Sweet. That's a lot to take in. <laughs> it, is. it is. Let's I have a longer I have a longer version where, where I fight people and uh but I, I won't get into that one. That's for conventions only. Yeah. That's for <laughs> that's for the Hyatt Bar only, yeah. Hopefully we meet you someday. I know, right? Yes. Well, earlier when we were first talking during our comic book session, you were saying, you know, you studied this, you look at other people's art, you buy the books because you want to study it. 
And it, it made me think of a guy we met at the con. I thought, you're not going to go Arthur Sweetum on me and go to like a morgue and study cadavers so you can draw zombies better. You're not, you're not studying no. like that, are you? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, uh, that's a bit too much. No. no. He's summoning no, demons and making them stand still so he can draw them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I will hold this bowl of fruit. <laughs> I will get you a virgin in a second. Just hold on. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I, um, it's mostly more like, um, like people will ask me, like you know, like oh, who who's your biggest, uh, you know, who's your favorite artist or who's your favorite writer, uh, and I I can't like I don't have favorites. I sort of just I'll, I'll look at something and I like I like the way that looks, and then I'll try to like um, you know like record it in my mind. But uh, you know, it's sort of like when you take a picture with your phone and it's got like grease on it, so it doesn't come out that great. It looks like shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I remember it in my mind, and then my mind tries to extrapolate what i saw and then you know it pours out something different and so i try not to get obsessed over you know like uh you know specific artists or anything because i've seen that happen and sometimes people you could tell that they got way too obsessed and it's like oh well that guy's just trying to draw like uh umberto ramos you know like yeah like yeah don't clone him unless they ask you to clone him then you know go for it but uh you know otherwise uh yeah don't do that you definitely have a unique style that's all your own I'm a, I'm a big fan of the artwork in Life After. I, I love it. Thank you. There I go, Thank being all nosy again. Yeah, your nose is turning brown. <laughs> Just trying to fit in. Don't worry, I'm, I'm going to start gushing in a moment here. <laughs> no, no, sorry. no, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Life After. Like this is like the like the best book that I could have ever you know had a chance to work on because uh, Josh lets me do whatever the hell I want, uh, and that's not. Normal, you know. Yeah. Well, Josh, Josh yeah. doesn't seem like a normal dude, anyways. I mean, we've talked to tons yeah. of different writers, and Fialkov was just one of the one of my favorites. Like, he's so much fun to talk to. Yeah. He seems like a real interesting kind of out there dude. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, and that's the great thing about him is that because his his scripts are so easy to read, I don't have trouble visualizing what he's trying to ask me to do. And then I think it, uh, he gives me enough breathing room so that once I actually put down whatever. He said he wanted. If it's not exactly what he said, that you know, he whenever I do something, he he never really has a problem with it because you know he understands that you know it's like a relationship, you know, like yeah, like uh, yeah, like we both get what yeah. we yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Two things. First of all, Which I quit rubbing is, in the, yeah. my face that I didn't get to talk to Fialkov because I wasn't here because of family emergency. <laughs> I had a family issue. I couldn't be here. Thanks, man. Uh, that really hurt. <laughs> Second thing it was a great episode. Though. Yeah, I know. I listened to it. You know, I'm going to listen to it. The question to Mr. Gabo is that you said earlier he gives you leeway, which is really cool. So my question is, are you going to use some of that Latino roots, man, and bring in some, some chupacabras in there sometime, man? <laughs> some crazy messed up demons from, from Latino heritage? <laughs> yeah, where are the I Mexican probably... demons? We need Cholo demons. That's right. You know, we read God is dead, and there's all kinds of Aztec demons in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I think I've, I'm sure I've thrown in a cucuy in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, the cucuy. Uh, Riding yeah. shotgun with the Yorona. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I always, uh, like when I started drawing Jude, I always was like, I was like, I want him to look like a Mexican Adrian Brody. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I think Miguel actually I, I said Adrian. that the first time we read it. The first time we read the issue, Miguel was like, this guy looks like a Mexican Adrian Brody. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished, sir. Awesome. Very good. Oh, no, because I love Adrian Brody's profile, like his, his nose and shit. Um, I didn't want to make him like that skinny. I wanted him to be a little more, you know, like a little, you know, like maybe he played a little football when he was in, in high school. But, you know, since then it was, you know, hasn't gone anywhere. But I didn't want to make him like uh, the pianist. Yeah. 
skinny or anything. Uh, no, no Adrian Brody fighting predators type look. <laughs> no, oh god, I'm like a um, no comment. <laughs> what would have been awesome was like if, if Jude would have broke out looking like Danny Trejo. That'd have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> Jude don't text. <laughs> Jude don't text. <laughs> No, we love the book. Seriously. Uh, the girl, the mother interaction with the daughter. This, you know, I'm like, who are you? The rabbit, the, the demon. The, well, let's, let's, we pause, let's pause on the rabbit for a second. Okay. Who, who came up with that design? Was that you or was that Josh? Uh, no, he, he wanted, um, he wanted like a God, you know, like a, like an old God. And I think I, uh, I was looking up, um, I don't know if he sent it to me or if I sent it to him, but, uh, you know, it was like a rabbit. Uh, like that's, that's. The, the only thing that I saw of it was like a a, a stone statue of like a, a rabbit, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, just do whatever you want." And I'm like, "All right." Um, and so I took like the uh, like he's the rat he's like the god of um, of good spirits and you know like a, you know like drinking and shit. So I was like, "Well, what kind of liquor is there in South America?" So I was like, "Tequila, right?" So I'm like, "All right, well, let's take the agave plant, and that's what's on his forehead is the agave plant." That makes sense. Yeah, and I. He's always asking for pulque, and I think pulque is like a, uh, it's from the, uh, the maguey plant, uh, which sort of looks, that's, that's what it is. It's not the, the agave plant, it's the mag. no it is, maybe it isn't, I don't know. They both <laughs> look the same. The, the maguey plant and the, the, the agave sort of look the same, uh, but it's definitely the maguey uh, plant that I, I put on his forehead. Did he say the Miguel and plant? That's what I thought. I, the, I it's, the Miguel. Miguel, it's the Miguel plant. <laughs> Miguel. No, not Miguel. <laughs> I was waiting for you to do that. I really was. And now we have our episode name. No. <laughs> Either way, that rabbit kicks ass. That's oh, yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, he does. yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah that rabbit is great. And, you know, like he, he wanted it to be humongous. And I'm like, all right, okay. And, he, you know, he's like, uh, so I'm going to have a two-page spread where there's just kids playing on him and stuff. And I'm like... Uh, okay, so you want me to draw a giant rabbit with like 500 kids sitting on him? Okay, fine. <laughs> you just torture me, why don't you? That's cool. Um, uh, yeah, so if I wasn't pressed for time, I would have added probably like another 100 kids on <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, but then you'd have to keep been... track of all those 100 kids for all the yeah. issues going forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's another thing is that since I drew all those kids, he like he sort of picked his favorites and he's like, I want this one and that one. And and this one, and the the little robot kid in the spacesuit or whatever, and that sort of fueled him into using him as a plot thing. Uh, uh, I can't think. It's the end of the day, guys. <laughs> it's um, all right. It's not a problem. No, uh, he he used it, you know, on issue nine or whatever uh, to get uh, the little girl mad. Right. Um, so, yeah, I remember that. So that was really cool. Like it, it like it inspired him so much that he like took it and then you know gave it some meaning or whatever. So. It's cool. Cool. I know you like his sidekick in hell. You Jude yeah. sidekick. What, Ernest, Ernest. Yeah, Ernest. Ernest. <laughs> Ernest is living it up in hell. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this is great. It's kind of warm, but still great. <laughs> uh, it was that was uh, that was fun. I, I tried to um, forgot. I was okay. You know that scene where like you know like he keeps showing his butt. Right? That's when he's by Ernest the pool. Butt. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's where he's uh-huh. by the pool. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a panel where I was gonna draw in his uh, his privates, <laughs> but I just I, I blacked it all out and I I asked my editor if I could just paint in you know like a nutsack or something. She's like, yeah sure why not? And now that I'm remembering now like the second trade already went to print, so now I can't damn I can't add that in. Um, <laughs> so oh well oh well 
I was going to draw his, you know, like, his wrinkly sack. But... Any, any, anytime you uh, you sign a book at a convention, you can always add it in. Right? I, I'm going to have to with like white pen. <laughs> nice. So we see him get our copy and have him draw a sack. What the hell? That <laughs> <laughs> can be your signature move. <laughs> Come on, man. It'll you know be. how I feel. <laughs> when we read those books, we read those sex criminals and sex, and now you see his dong flying over the damn place and sacks. Uh, like, come on, man. There's too much sack yeah. in this book. Come on, McGay. I know you love it. <laughs> no, McGay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go to hell, man. <laughs> Go join Jude and Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> yeah, they're living it up. <laughs> this buddy's about to kick your ass. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. You know, I, I do like the, the site, your website you're talking about, uh, com. Uh, yep. How they create the characters and do the battle. I think I'm gonna have the guy who draws. We get a little comic book, uh, little web comic that our one of our listeners draws based on the oh, character yeah. I created, Lord Horsticles. So he's been having all kinds of fun with this, and there's so many different variations. I mean, I have Horsticles has a brother named Horse Sleeves, who's a porn guy, and there's a gay one. He's Horse to Please. He's a unicorn. It's really gotten out, it's really gotten out of control. It really has, and they just keep on dogging me because I like Twilight, and so they bring that up yeah. a lot. But you know, maybe Horsticles can make an appearance. Maybe you should go to his website and draw him there. Yeah, I mean, if see Chris, what happens. If Chris is interested. He could go and join up. Horsticles kicks ass, yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, they would no, have. Totally I think they uh, he would uh, he would enjoy it. I mean, like if he you know if he likes to draw the comics and stuff, then uh, it's it's just, it's it's fun. You know, like you get to meet people and you, you pretty much just draw your your character beating the shit out of somebody else's oh, character. And, he's going to draw uh, Horsticles yeah, now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the <laughs> fact you said that he's going to draw Sleeves because Sleeves is. Oh my gosh, he draws him with wearing a unitard where you can see his sack, and he's always torturing one of the minions like, here, pick up my shit, or uh, can we double dip your chip, or can we, <laughs> it's like, while he's squeezing his nipple, I'm like, what the hell, man? All of the horse, all of the horse brothers have their own set of minions, and Horstocleses are all wearing like a, you know, like a Hydra agent kind of outfit. But all right. of Horses Lee's minions are all wearing bondage gear. Like they have ball gags, ball gags and like zipper mouths and <laughs> Yeah, if you ever get That's a if you ever get a chance, go to our website. It's uh, we yeah. it's in our minions. You can actually see some of the it's kind of funny. It's, it's a pretty funny comic book, yeah. I'm surprised how many people actually like it. <laughs> well, I can see why. Yeah, I'm not surprised uh, at all. Definitely. Eventually we're gonna gather it up and print it out as a, a book we can Hell sell. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I know you could mention some other stuff you're working on, but uh all-Star Western, I think I may – that got introduced, or I saw it in The Blackest Night, I believe. He was probably working on it during uh, the Death of the Family or uh, – It was the Night, Night Owls. The the yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have the it was issues right that he did. Yeah. yeah, I have the issues that he no, did. I, yeah, I was off of it. Uh, I think issue 11 might have been my last issue. Okay. So, yeah, I got out of it quick. Wasn't in there for too long. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any book that you really want to work on? Oh, God. Um if they would let me do a, like a Ninja Turtles of my own creation, because I've, I've got like a, I don't like the way that the turtles are drawn now. I mean, they, they're drawn really awesome. You know, like I, I'm saying it wrong. I love the Ninja Turtle comic book, right? Right. But I don't like their the way that they're portrayed. Um, you know, they're all like the same build, sort of. You know, they're all the uh, right. There's not know, enough discernible differences between the characters. It, Exactly. Yeah. Um, whereas in the cartoon, you get a little bit of, of difference. But mine is like, Raphael is like six feet tall. He's like 400 pounds. Like, he's just all muscle. Sort, sort of like the, uh, the that, that movie that we won't talk about. Um, <laughs> in my story, Raphael is missing an eye, so he's always got an eye patch on. Um, you know, and Leonardo is like, this just like this constant stoic, you know, like, just like an actual, like, ninja or samurai would be where, you know, he... 
He doesn't take shit from anybody. He's just constantly quiet. Um, and uh, Donatello is like 400 pounds, but in the wrong way. You know, he's just like <laughs> he just sits at home in his slippers. Uh, you know, like you know, hacking computers so that they can get funds and stuff, so they can you know buy food. And then Mikey is just like Mikey ends up dying pretty quickly because he's sort of an idiot. Like <laughs> like str- like he's there's he's not he's missing a couple like brain cells, you know. So you know he's, he's sort of like just dies. Um, Damn! So he, wears- <laughs> <laughs> he killed my favorite he's, turtle. <laughs> he like writes he writes shit on his shell like every day like come at me bro you know. Um, <laughs> That's he awesome. Wears- <laughs> he wears like uh, you know just like weird shit all the time. I'd uh, read that version of the turtles. He- I would too. He, I mean, he'd like, be, he's like Buster from Arrested Development. Okay, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but you know, like, but he can kick some ass too. So, uh, and then like uh, Raphael and, and April had a thing at some point, but now she's with uh, with Casey again. That's right, Casey Jones. Like, oh. <laughs> you know, so he shows up at her apartment in the middle of the night. I thought you know we could uh, you know have a little fun. <laughs> And then Casey comes out of the bathroom, like, grabbing at his crotch. Like, oh, man, that was amazing. Shit. Like, oh, we're so on for that. Doing? What the fuck is he doing here? I thought you were done with him, you know? And they would all have, that's another thing, they would all have Puerto Rican accents. Right? Awesome! Because they're from fucking New York, right? Right, right. Like, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, like they would grow up, you know, in, like, the shitty areas, of, you know, like, sewers. In, in like a really you know like rundown area or you know somewhere in, in Queens or Brooklyn or something, so they would have that Brooklyn Puerto Rican accent, and you know like they'd be like, "Oh yeah, papi, mira, you can't be doing that." Okay, okay? all right, you eat the pizza and then you go and you work out. You don't do it the other way around, okay? Because then you faint, idiot. Right? Um, that's that's my Ninja Turtles. Like they, it makes me mad. Like like this the new Spider Man movies, like all the Spider Man movies. He doesn't have a, a Brooklyn accent. Yeah, that's you know? true. Like, that's true. Like he started using it a bit in the last movie. Like he he would it would come out a little bit, but no man, that kid would have a heavy heavy Brooklyn accent because he wasn't rich. He was a poor kid, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like living with with Aunt May who was living off of Social Security. That kid would have a heavy heavy Brooklyn accent. That's right, so. man. He'd be like Rocky Balboa, yeah. Yo, Adrian. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to quip when you talk like that. <laughs> Yo, shocker! And you that, want that, some of me? <laughs> I, I don't hear no bell. <laughs> that that Brooklyn accent would, if like if you were to use that, those quirky comments, you know, and those insults would come off so much, you know, like stronger and thicker. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, uh, um, that'd be pretty yeah. funny. What does your version of street sharks look like? Nice. <laughs> street sharks. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> No, I don't like. Uh, no, I'm not gonna. It'd be like Sharknado. Sweet. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna dog you real quick there, Mr. JC, because I remember a while back we talked about Hispanic stuff. You know, obviously if you're from New York, you're 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 from Brooklyn. You know, you're Cuban, Puerto Rican. Excuse me, if you're from Florida, you're from Cuban. If you're from Texas, you're Mexican. You racist bastard. <laughs> That's true. See, oh, like what's that? that? That comedian was saying. Um, uh, if I'm in Texas, I'm Mexican. That's if right. I'm in New York, I'm Puerto Rican. If I'm Florida, I'm Cuban. Yeah, it's Carlos Mencia. L- yeah, L.A., I'm Mexican. If I'm in fucking Minnesota, they're like, you're Native American. <laughs> I'm white everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was if up in, like the- in uh if you're in Utah, you're uh, you're like uh, you're Catholic. they don't have Mexicans in <laughs> Canada. Yeah, 
Like, you, yeah, you're definitely Middle Eastern if you're in Canada. Hey, when I go up to uh, Buffalo with a wife, I'm not Puerto yeah. Rican. I'm Italian, apparently. There you go. <laughs> that, too, yeah. If you go to Tennessee, like, it, when I would go to Tennessee, I would have to tell, my girl would have to tell her family that I was Italian because, you know, they don't like Mexicans down there. <laughs> so uh, I know. I get I get stopped every time I go through Tennessee. True story. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of stories, <laughs> it's time for a funny story. Why don't you tell us one, Miguel? Uh, well, I could tell a Tennessee cop story, but that wasn't funny. It was kind of pissing me <laughs> off story. <laughs> All right, I'll tell a story about me not having a lot of great coordination here. Uh, where I work at, uh, we have to walk downstairs to get into the parking garage, and it rains a lot, and the parking garage has a lot of leaks. And we have lakes in the parking garage at times, and oh, they didn't ever put the little safety strips on the stairs before, you know, the, the so you're in dress shoes so you don't, like, uh-huh. do the slide. Well, uh, one day I was having a pretty bad day, and I got kind of upset, and I was carrying my bag, and I wasn't paying attention. One day. <laughs> one day. I'm usually a happy-go-lucky kind of guy, you know. Fun, Mr. Laughs all the way around. Uh-huh. So I walk out the door, and I'm pretty pissed. And I got my bag with me. Inside my bag is my iPad, which I just recently bought. And I didn't pay attention, and the first step I did fine, but I missed the second one. <laughs> and I fell. And I landed in an awkward way that I landed on top of my bag, and I went down the other three steps like, on my bag. <laughs> And, yeah, I damaged my iPad. I was pretty pissed. I was pretty damn pissed. I got up mad as hell. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I just, I didn't even check my bag yet. But I was pissed because I fell down. Mm-hmm. So I walked from there to my car. I fell down again, damn it. <laughs> so then I went backwards this time and landed on it again. And this time I heard the damn crunch. Uh, I was like, holy Jesus. I opened up my bag. I'm like, son of a good deal. <laughs> I was like, oh. So I, had a, I called up the people. I was like, um. There was an accident. I bought, I bought a defective iPad. <laughs> I started off with. I started off with. Uh, I was jumped. I was protecting this old lady, and I had only one thing to save me, and it was my bag, and my iPad was in there. <laughs> oh no! No, I thank God I got my iPad uh, replaced. But yeah, oh, I'm not. Don't the yes, they replaced it for me. I'm not the only idiot that falls in those stairs. We've had numerous people. Uh, granted, they're all women that fall down, but <laughs> I fell down. <laughs> I fell down twice. It's embarrassing, I man. Do you remember that time I wore jeans uh, in the middle of the week? No. No? I don't pay attention to your outfits. That's a damn shame. You, sh- you do, too, pay attention to my outfits because you always complain about my lime green and my... The only outfits I pay attention to are these hideously bright shirts you wear. You have an orange shirt and a green shirt that look like they've absorbed hours of radiation. Hey. And you wear them into work. You turn the lights off and there'd be a glow in your cube. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. Latino. Okay. Well, we, we know where he is now. Trying That's to keep right. your tan off? Is that, is that what the point is? Keep Trying to keep your tan off? <laughs> Well, the day I had those jeans on, because I walked out, I got out of my car, and I was wearing my shoes, and my new, my older shoes, I hadn't bought new ones yet, and yeah, I stepped in something that was oily, and I did the splits. (laughs) Yes, I ripped my pants again, yes. (laughs) It's another ripped my pants story. So that's why I had to put, I luckily had my jeans still in the car from the other day, so put on stanky jeans. Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> stinky jeans that's right well they weren't stinky they were just in the trunk and you know? I only wore them for like all of it an hour when did this happen but they still smell like like car yeah they did but I put on yeah. some I put on some woods cologne I'm good I had some woody co- <laughs> wood smelling type cologne I smell like one of those air fresheners do you, you have some Dracar Noir in the uh, in the club box <laughs> that's right you spray it and you walk into a <laughs> Dracar Noir <laughs> I never wore Dracar Noir my cousin did but not uh-huh. me I had like uh, uh, I had like aspen or whatever it was some other that yes. cheap crap you buy. 
from, from the, the grocery store, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Smell good on me. The ladies liked that it. It was good. good. The girls would be like, that sounds good. What is that? Oh, it's... um. Uh, you don't know. You don't know what it is. Yeah, it's too expensive it's from, to say. <laughs> no, it's from Italy. I got it in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> See, you don't want to tell them. You don't want to tell them that you bought it at the grocery store like ten minutes. That's my natural there. smell. That's, that's right. <laughs> this is Latino musk. <laughs> yeah. I farted. Did you like? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's another thing I do. I, I do the the crop dusting on my partner here. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not you as ever, funny as you think it is. <laughs> it's to me. You ever done that at the store? Yes. Like, yeah, that was actually a funny story back, about a few few weeks ago. You sit back and you watch people like uh, what the fuck? I had this one lady chomping like she was like, What the hell? <laughs> Start gagging. But my wife is sorry. My wife now catches me and she did this to me the other day. She's like, What did you do? Shit your pants like really loud in the store? Like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, are you dying inside? You better go check you're yourself. Of, you're in the middle of Walmart. It's like, oh, my God. Does he know me or what? I was in Walmart when this happened. <laughs> <laughs> Latino. <laughs> that's that, But that's acceptable. I, I will never fart at a Target because that's, um, you know, that's upper, that's not nice. That's upper class. Target is a classy yeah. place. Yeah. But right. Walmart, oh, my God. That's right. When I go to Walmart, I put on my classy jeans. My, my, yeah. my classy shorts. I'm surprised people can even tell it smells different. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny, man. Yeah. What about you, Gabo? You got a funny story for us? Put put me on the spot. Why don't you? Um, all my stories are very like uh, you learned a lesson. Good job. <laughs> do it again, but uh, do it again. <laughs> That's what my dad say. <laughs> well, no, okay, all right, all right. So when I was a kid, like the uh, you know, like I grew up in a lower class, class family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Every time somebody, you know, we'd be at school, like, oh, yeah, what system do you have? Oh, I got a Genesis. And some of the kids would be like, I got a Super Nintendo. Uh, and they'd be like, what about you, Gabe? What do you got? Uh, I have a Game Boy. That's not a system. That's not a system. That's bullshit. That's not a system. So I had a Game Boy all my life, right, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I would rage. You know how you rage when you're a kid and you're playing video games? You, like, you throw the controller, you, you hit the wall. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You just stomp around and shit. You get really... You turn red, you're like, oh! Damn, Bowser! (laughs) Battletoads! No! (laughs) Uh, So I had this, in my closet door, in my bedroom, was, uh, they're made of, like, metal, right? So if you hit it, it wasn't like a normal wooden door, where if you hit it, it's kind of a thud. This was like a loud bang, right, of metal. And so I'm sitting in my little uh, couch that's in my bedroom. Uh, You know, it's like a, uh, a love seat. And I'm getting upset. I'm playing Tetris because that's the only goddamn game I have. Uh, and, you know, Tetris is hard as shit when you're up to the, you know, like the, the very top. Right. Uh, you know, like the hard levels. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to I'm trying to get so that I can see that damn spaceship because, you know, if you beat if you beat it on 6-6, you get to see a spaceship and right. it flies up. And, you know, I kept banging the closet door. And my mom had repeatedly told me, you know, if you don't stop it, I'm going to beat your ass. Right. <laughs> and I would, you know, I would do it like every day. I would do this, you know, and I'm sure in, you know, like while she's in the living room or in the kitchen or in her bedroom and she's just, you know, just minding her own business, reading something, bang, oh, it just probably frightens the shit out of her. Um, (laughs) And I'm sitting there and, you know, I I lost or whatever. So I, you know, I smack the door. She comes, I hear, she runs into my room, grabs the Game Boy out of my hand, throws it into the kitchen. That thing like falls against like the, the the kitchen sink panel the the doors mm-hmm. and just like shatters right 
uh, you know, because it had those batteries right in the back. So all the batteries spilled out, and I screamed like bloody murder, like, no! I pushed her aside, <laughs> ran into the kitchen, slid on my knees on the linoleum, Power you know, like it. scooped it up. <laughs> yeah, I scooped it up. The batteries are like falling out of it, like it's gust, you know, like, you know, it's like fucking, uh, like it's, it's small intestine and it's falling out of it. <laughs> um, and on the screen, I look at it, and the screen is cracked, and like it's bleeding, you know, like the the liquid crystals are bleeding mm-hmm. and i just i cried for hours because you know like that that was my world right and that's that's my shitty funny story it damn sucked. man <laughs> it's traumatizing man but uh, i learned my lesson sort of not really <laughs> every time i do something stupid my dad would be like go do it again but we'll see if, see if yeah. the result changes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <right. laughs> did you learn <laughs> did you le- I guess not. Nope. It's funny how George Lopez yeah. always says, you know, do it again so you can learn. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's yeah. just, that's just yeah. actually true. That's why it's so damn funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so did and you uh, keep doing it? Yeah. Did you ever? Uh, so when you got in trouble, did you hear your full name? Like you, uh, you get the whole name. I don't even know. Do you have? Any, do you no. even have a middle initial? No. A middle name. No, because I'm, I'm a junior. I'm a junior. Oh, so you got the? Um, the <laughs> no, I never got anything. I just, I just got the, uh, the, the look. And then she would walk away, and then I'd hear the, the her closet door open, and I'd hear the jingling of the clothes hangers, and then and I'd see her come right back with the belt, and I'd be like, oh, shit, no, 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 I'm sorry. Veraki, Veraki, come here, come here. Like, no. Run around. Yeah, here comes like, the vibe. come over here, it's going to be worse. Yeah, if you, if you don't stop running, it's going to be worse. It's going to be the double. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, I... I had a story where I got in trouble like that. I was I was young though. I was probably like four or so, and I, I same thing. My dad went to get his belt, and I heard him coming, and so I ran and hid. Uh, we had a coffee table that had like a sliding door on the front of it, so like I slid the door back and climbed inside the coffee table and then pulled it shut behind <laughs> me. <laughs> nice, <laughs> but like my mom and my sister saw me climb in there. So <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I just I trapped myself. <laughs> nice. So he came back and found me, and then uh, like. A couple of weeks after that, he was chasing me again, and I ran into the coffee table and knocked out my two front teeth. Nice. <laughs> but, yeah. Man. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, right. Next week is Comic Palooza, which is the big con here in Houston, May 22nd through the 25th. Oh. Uh, we're, we're doing all kinds of coverage. We're going to be doing interviews, and we're doing a, a podcasting panel on Sunday morning at 1130. So if you're going to be there, it's going to be in the microsearch panel room. Come on by and see us. Man, you know I like to sleep in. Uh, no sleeping in during the weekend. <laughs> okay. You sleep during the panel, I guess. Nice. <laughs> you, you have to. It'll be okay. Uh, so, so come on down. We're going to talk about podcasting and how to do this thing we've uh, we've been doing for about a year now. There's a couple other shows involved as well, like the Metal Geeks and NerdFoo and BriFi. And uh, Mike and Ming from the Comic Book Men are going to be there with us as well. And then also on Monday, we're doing our first live show. This will be the first time we're doing a show in front of an audience. Hopefully people show up. That's going to suck. <laughs> Uh, we're going to have all kinds of giveaways. We have uh, a couple comical things that I've ordered from our uh, new web store. Uh, we have some hats. We have some candy. We have some uh, little knickknacks. But the big big prize we're giving away is a $100 gift card to Bedrock City, which is the local comic shop here in Houston. So. Don't forget the, cal- the calendar we did. You and me. <laughs> Shirtless? <laughs> that's, not ready. that's not ready yet. That's, that's 2016. Oh, okay. <laughs> when we lose the weight. <laughs> we got to show off our tattoos. We'll see oh, that that's right. 2016. Okay. <laughs> Trap stamps, here we come. <laughs> and uh, so since Comic Pool is going to be happening next week, and we're going to put out an episode Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and Monday night, 
there's not going to be a normal episode on Friday. So no, no episode Friday morning, but you'll get plenty throughout the weekend. So don't be looking for it that day. <laughs> That'll be what? What it be? 70 something point one, two, three, and four. Like we did last year. Just like last year. Just I got like you. Year. Uh, also, I want to remind everybody that we do have a new web store where you can go and buy all kinds of comical related merchandise. There's minion shirts. There's shovel my shit tour merchandise. Uh, there's comical logo stuff. Cafepress.com slash comical podcast. There's dog shirts. There is dog shirts. So (laughs) whatever you're looking for, we probably have some version of it there. Uh, Go check out the site. Buy something. Support the show. It it helps us out. So do that. We appreciate it. Gotcha. Uh, So let's move on to this week's news. What do you want to talk about first? Comics, movie, or TV? I want TV today. TV first. Let's talk about novellas. Novellas? (laughs) Novellas? <laughs> Shit. I don't, I don't have any. Sorry, man, don't, I got plenty of novella news. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do while I'm drawing. Shit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't do it. Um, Miguel watches the American soap operas. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have they don't good watch, enough. Man. They don't have good enough looking women on those shows like to do novellas, man. I'm telling you, once you start watching oh, one, right? you're hooked. You're done. My uncle watches it just yeah. for the for that. <laughs> he didn't yeah. even know damn what's going on in the story. <laughs> yeah. It could be a, like a dramatic series. It could be a comedy. Action. They're, they're all good looking. Like it's it's I don't know where they get these ladies from. I know, right? Ridiculous. Shit, you thought Eric Estrada was big in chips. He did yeah. Dos Mujeres Un Camino and he was like the bomb. <laughs> like women did all over really? the place. So I'm like, damn. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, that was a long, long time ago. Oh. Never saw that. I have to find it on DVD and get it for you for Christmas. <laughs> I get it with the subtitles for you down at the bottom. Great, Some, something, something to look forward to. <laughs> I was break out the TV news. What you got for me, man? All right. So this week they released the trailer for a couple of shows. The first one is Lucifer, which is based on the Vertigo series of the same name. Uh, it's oh. going to be coming to Fox in early 2016. We watched it right before the show. What did you think of it? I didn't see you in it. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I thought it was great. I can't wait to see the show. It's a different take on it. it it's, 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 yeah, it's about the devil. Who cares? I watch Supernatural. It is already now, so who cares? <laughs> but it, it looks really good. I agree. It looks pretty good. Uh, Lucifer apparently has left hell. He's come to Earth, and he's kind of mixing things up. Uh, he, meets, he meets this girl who apparently he falls in love with or he has some kind of relationship with, and she dies. So he goes on a mission to hunt down and kill the people that are responsible. And, of course, he has all of his demon powers and whatnot. So it's about demons. You, you of course, like that. All right, somebody, everybody got to take a drink. <laughs> demons again. Wait, so essentially it's going to be on for like a season. It's on Fox, right? Yeah, it's going to be a one-season show because it's on Fox. It's one season show. Yeah. <laughs> Fuckers. I know. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> See, now that shit was on the CW. There you go. It'd be blown up. <laughs> and 10 years. Well, move, moving along to our next piece of news then, Constantine is officially canceled. Fuckers. <laughs> I thought it was canceled like a year ago. Well, no, it was in hiatus because they hadn't committed to whether they were going to do a second season or not. So now they're shopping it around to a bunch of different networks. Come on, Sci-Fi. Uh, Sci-Fi's in the mix. CW's in the mix. Fox is in the mix. Uh, at least some of the other comic book shows are coming out in support of it. Uh, I don't know if you know, but Stephen Amell came out yes. and said that it, whoever picked it up, if somebody would, he would be happy to come on as a guest star in whatever oh, role well. they wanted him in. That'd be freaking awesome. So, I mean, at least at least the show's getting a lot of support from other people in the comic book show industry. I told you it was a good show. They put it in a death slot. They put it in a freaking time slot that no one's going to watch the damn thing. <laughs> Only the nerds who don't have a life, who don't have any women, the combo guys, uh, <laughs> or married guys like myself, watch it. <laughs> That's awful. 
So only the single guys or the married guys watch it? Why isn't everybody watching this show? <laughs> well, no, I, there was a lot of ladies who watched it. Like, I think the ladies liked it just because, you know, Constantine is a good-looking dude. I mean, I, I'm not going to say anything on that, but uh, <laughs> I will say the, de- the guy playing Lucifer is, like, a good-looking guy. Apparently, yep. he has to be good looking because the devil's supposed to be beautiful too. So he had they got eyes. They got a freaking uh, come he, on he with the red that. eyes. <laughs> he did that. He did that. That's what he did it for you. His female partner on there, the cop, she's pretty good looking too. Mm. I don't know who she is though. But no, uh, man. Hopefully, Fox doesn't kill it quick. I hope Fox will let it run. Well, that's what I was saying about the Constantine thing. If Constantine can move from one network to the other and get picked up by somebody else, then if Fox does the same stupid thing with Lucifer, if it only does get one season. And then Fox cancels it for some stupid reason. There's always a chance that some of the network could pick it up. This could become the trend where uh, comic book shows just start hopping around. <laughs> well, you know, I've been waiting yeah, for right? years for Firefly to come back. That's never going to happen. Damn it. Uh, didn't they say they were? <gasps> well, they brought back the story in comic book form. but they... No, 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 no. No, I think they said uh, they're going to do it again. Uh, we didn't is all about it. Didn't know? Ooh. Maybe we didn't Firefly. Let's see here. I swear to God, he said, like, I saw it. It was on Facebook, probably. <laughs> we'll fall out my chair. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I thought I saw something. I guess not. I mean, that would be awesome if it happened, but I, I don't think it's a reality. I don't think it's likely. I mean, it's been so long, and they did the movie, and they killed off yeah. essentially everybody's favorite two characters. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can get rid of the movie. Act like the movie never happened. <laughs> yeah, it's not canon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like Coulson all over again. <laughs> it was a dream. It was a dream. Su- Dream sequence, like in Dallas, you know? Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> River dreamed an entire movie. He's actually taking a shower. There you go. Patrick Patrick Duffy comes out of the shower. And goes, hey, what's no. going on? I'm pretty sure there's a YouTube clip of that already. I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on. Uh, there was also a trailer released for Supergirl. I like it. Yeah. We watched that earlier. This, the Supergirl show is going to come out Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern time, starting in November. CBS, right? Uh, CBS, yes. That's weird. It seemed kind of campy a little bit, but I like it. I, I like the actress uh, who's playing her. Uh, I, I'm in. And, and if Superman makes an appearance, I think it'd be pretty cool. I was I was kind of excited about it before I saw the trailer. <laughs> the trailer actually turned me off to it because it seems it seems less like a superhero show and more like a Gossip Girl kind of show with superhero aspects yeah. built into it. Which it's just not it's not for me. You know, like I have trouble watching iZombie, and that's kind of the same thing. It's very quirky and very you know upbeat and positive and. You know, it's it's interesting, and, and I do watch it, but I think that's like my upper limit for what I can take of that kind of stuff. I'll watch Supergirl. I'll give it a try. I could be wrong, but the trailer definitely presents it in a very, like, flighty kind of girls' comedy, like, you know, very superficial, goofy kind of stuff with the superhero elements mixed in. And I, I like watching the superhero shows. I mean, you can do a positive show like The Flash, where it's very positive and very upbeat, and it's, it's still fun, but it's a superhero show. Like, the drama in his personal life is secondary. And I would much rather watch that kind of show than a show where the drama is at the forefront. Well, maybe they'll take it off. They'll start that way, and it'll switch as it goes on. I mean, it's just a trailer. We don't know for sure. I'm going to yeah. give it a try, but I had way higher expectations for it than what the trailer just showed give it, us. Give it a try, man. If I gave yeah, Daredevil you know a try, I, you can. You know the two things that I don't like about The Flash and Green Arrow? What the fuck is it? Arrow. Green Arrow. First, and they did this in the trailer for Supergirl. The, the intro, like they have to have an intro where it's like, Hi, I'm Barry Allen. Hi, I'm the Green Arrow. Hi, I'm Supergirl. Like, yeah, no, okay, cool, all right, yeah. But, it, but did you notice though? Like in Shield, they don't do that shit in Shield. No, they, they don't. just they just open it up. They don't waste two minutes worth of time 
to explain to you what the story is again. It would be know, a like, lot harder in Shield because they got so many people. Yeah. That it Hi, I'm Agent yeah. Coulson, and I'm Ming Na Wen, <laughs> and I'm Sky. <laughs> which, yeah, which probably that's why they probably don't do it. But man, like, uh, and then the second thing is, uh, like, I I don't watch the shows. My brother watches them like while I'm I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I listen to it once in a while. I look over and you know I watch him watching it, and it's like at least two three times per per episode, both Green Arrow and Flash have to say, "Well, my mom died, and this guy showed up." Or back on the island, you know, and or or the nightclub. Um, like man, like they cannot get away from from those things. Like I don't understand. Like the writers, I'm sure they're trying their best. Maybe there's somebody in the in behind the scenes saying, "Well, we need to talk about the island again." Or Barry Allen's mom dying. We need to talk about it again. But it's like, yeah, we know, we know. We don't have to keep repeating the same shit over and over again. Um, I don't know. It's it seems like they're just dumbing it down for. Bros and <laughs> <laughs> so then you, you really, know like that. I, I, I get what you're saying. That's how I feel that like the WB is like continue to perpetuate this. All our shows are for bros and like clubber chicks. Like no, man, like you know, they they they're smart too. You can make it smart, but I don't know. That's my qualms with. It. So you probably didn't like the last Flash episode if you if you didn't get to see it because uh, I haven't seen it yet. So don't spoil it. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to say. <laughs> Barry talks about his mom, and he mentions the island. <laughs> Does he really? Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, Arrow is coming on Flash, and Flash is going on Arrow right. for, the, for the finales. Right. Oh, wow. So I actually like the, the Flash one. It's pretty good. I can see Supergirl tying in with the shows, uh, and, and I'm sure that whenever she guest stars on the other shows, it'll be more inter- more interesting to me. Uh, and I'm not opposed to watching it. I am going to give the show a chance because, of course, it's a superhero show on TV. I've got to at least give it a try. Uh, but just sure. based on that trailer alone, I, I'm less excited. Like it had the opposite effect of the Fantastic Four trailer. <laughs> like I had high expectations for Supergirl. <laughs> I saw the trailer, and now my expectations are severely lowered. Fantastic Four, I had no expectations. I expected it to be a piece of shit. And then I saw the trailer, and I was like, "Wow, this actually looks kind of a cool sci-fi movie." It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so like, good on good for them, man. Like for taking it that direction, you know. Like it's completely new take. Yeah, I yeah, I crazy. like it. Yeah. So moving on then. I mean, we we got more news. All right, so they've renewed Peggy Carter for a second season. Okay. Which is cool. I actually liked the first season of Peggy Carter quite a bit up until the finale. I thought the finale was a little bit weak. Uh, and then they canceled the announced Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spinoff. Oh, okay. Which I think was a smart well, move. Oh, yeah. I don't uh, know how they would have. That would have been dumb. Yeah. The the finale was, was okay. It, it was really just jam-packed. There was so much stuff that happened in that two-hour finale of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, oh, don't spoil it. Don't spoil when it. That? <laughs> huh? When was that? It was last night. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't spoil it. I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it was, it was a pretty good episode. Uh, and it, it kind of made it very apparent that there's no way they could do a spinoff with those two characters. So, oh no. Not, not anybody died. Nobody died. Oh, or anything. I'm not good. saying that. I'm just saying that the way things happened, it, it just doesn't seem like those two characters have enough to offer to merit a show on their own. Wait, what's her name? What's her name? The the blonde one. What's that, that girl's name? Bobby Morse, the uh, the mockingbird. Yeah, yeah. Talk yeah, drink of water there. Um, when when she comes out of that ship, and then what happens? You know, uh-huh. and who shows up? I was like, oh my god! I like I screamed because like the way they did it, you know, like the, where the shot went. I was like, oh no, it's over. Um, but then you know, then it, you know, it's, it's like it put her to sleep. Uh, but I I was like, what the fuck? No, you can't kill. You can't do that. No. no. You can't do that. Uh, no. I'm like, 
ten episodes behind. Well, that's your oh, own man, fault. You've... Come on. Well, that's some... your fault. If it's ten episodes, that's that's. I'm sorry. Well, I, I couldn't help that. My DVR was a piece of crap back in the day, uh, and I switched over to a different dish network. Excuses. Stop recording General Hospital and record Agents of Shield. Uh, General Hospital comes on at two in the afternoon, so Agents of Shield is at night. Uh, now I have a damn good DVR, and so I'm waiting for my so-called partner here uh, to hook me up with the. The episodes that I didn't get to see. You have to ask me. Wait, you, I'm not a mind did reader. You, did you watch it in order with the launching of Age of Ultra? Yeah. Yeah, I did. That was really neat. That yeah, was it really was. Yeah. It was even better when Winter Soldier came out, though. Uh, I watched it backwards. Oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what? And then I went to go see, you know, like, uh, Captain America. And I'm like, oh, no, whatever. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it was so bad. I was so mad at myself. Somebody told me. Somebody was like, don't watch um, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. Watch Captain America first. I'm like, oh, whatever. They don't know what they're talking about. Nope. Got fucked up. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was pretty amazing if you watched it in the correct order. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. rub it in, why don't you? And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, that's it for uh, TV news. So what do you want next, comics or movies? Movies. All right. So the, the movie that should not be named, uh, Ninja Turtles 2. Uh-huh. Casey Jones! Is apparently going to have the original April O'Neil from the old Turtles movies. Whoa! Are you serious? In some Dude, kind of role, what? we don't know who she's going to be playing, but uh, Judith Hong. Which wait, 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 wait. which April? Ape, Turtles one or Turtles two? Because remember they switched it. Right, I think yeah. it's the Turtles one turtle. Because uh, tur- April's April. Turtle two is from all my children. So yeah, don't ask me how I know that shit. Don't even, don't even give that look. <laughs> the, the, the the uglier one or the hotter one? The hotter one was from all my children. She played Jenny. She was one of the power couples in all my children. Yes, I know that guy. I had a grandmother. <laughs> awesome. Wonderful. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, huh. uh, apparently Marvel is talking to Ava DuVernay, the director of Selma, to direct either Black Panther or Captain Marvel. Hmm. Did you see Selma? Hmm. No. Yeah, I didn't see it yet either, but... Uh, Could be worse. You get the chick that did Juno. I mean, <laughs> oh, come on. Diablo Cody does not need to be directing any Marvel movies. God, you know what buttons to push. And like, that Salaman <laughs> presents. I, I, I haven't seen Selma, but it was nominated for a shit ton of awards, so I can only assume that this person is a decent director. Uh, so, you know, I'm all for award-winning directors getting nominated to do Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the most exciting news for the entire week, at least for me, is that Fox Today announced that they are doing a New Mutants movie. Whoa, what? Yes. That's crazy. I'm pro Scarlet Witch, no more mutants. I mean, uh, (laughs) what, are you kidding? (laughs) Who's in it? No, they just announced it today. Uh, It's being directed by Josh Boone, who's the guy who directed Fault in Our Stars, and written by him and Nate Gwatley. But New Mutants turns into X-Force. Yeah. (laughs) You see this face? I mean, there's definitely a bad version of the New Mutants. I mean, if they pick the people from the original number one issue, it's going to be a little bit weak sauce. But if they go with the characters from the later series, uh, it could be phenomenal. You could have Feral, you could have Cannonball, you'd have Boomer, uh, Richter. There's a lot of good characters to draw from Deadpool. Come on. That's the only reason why you're excited. Domino, Cable. <laughs> Come on. Obviously Cable. If Cable's in it, I'll be okay. Yeah, obviously Cable. Wait, who's be producing, who's uh, putting out Deadpool? Fox. 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 Yeah, Fox. Fox owns all the X-Men. Damn. So they might actually maybe have a little something at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah I can maybe. see Deadpool jumping in there. Yeah, of course, because, I mean, he was always a big part of the, the end of New Mutants and the beginning of X-Force. So I'm pretty excited for this. I was a big fan of New Mutants growing up. It was one of the, the series that I read a lot when I was a kid because I had a bunch of them because they were always cheap. So I, mean, I read a lot of New Mutants. I read a lot yeah. of X-Force. And yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. this well, you know our conversation previously. I stayed away from a lot of the X Men stuff back in the day. I was reading Spider Man. 
Well, the the X Men First Class trilogy is supposed to end with Apocalypse. So when that ends, New Mutants is probably going to be their next franchise, and it'll be like New Mutants, X-Force, and then, I don't know, maybe they'll do an X-Factor movie or something, too. That could be pretty badass. Yeah, it could be pretty cool, yeah. I mean, they own the rights to all the mutants, and so far we've seen only a very tiny portion of them on the screen. So um, I'm pretty excited for this. All righty, then. All right, hit me up with them comics now. <laughs> okay, there's not a lot for comics. Uh, one of them, straight, easy to, easy enough, uh, Thor number 8 came out today, yes. and it reveals who the female Thor is. So, Spoilers! If uh, if you've been wondering who is the female Thor, go out there and pick up issue number eight. Came out this week. Was it a letdown to you? It wasn't really a letdown. It was just surprising because she's not a terribly powerful person. Let me see how how did you how did you say this to me earlier today? What the fuck was she doing on the moon? <laughs> well, it, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense because the very first scene where you see this Thor, uh, you see her standing on the surface of the moon right after the Watcher's been killed and the original Sin storyline is finished and everybody's left and Thor's hammer is just sitting there on the moon. And this person, this unknown person, walks up and picks up the hammer. So when you find out who is the female Thor, it's very confusing because this, this is a person that you would not expect to be on the moon. There's no easy explanation for how she got there. Uh, they they got to explain it at some point. Yeah. This next piece of news I'm pretty excited about. I think we mentioned it briefly before, but they didn't have a release date. Uh, the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe mini-comic collection has a release date now. It's going to come out October 21st from Dark Horse Comics. So it's going to be all the mini comics that came with the He-Man figures back in the day. Nice. Collected into one book. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Barman right. had his own book. <laughs> That's right. I'm looking forward to it. I was always a big fan of He-Man. And, uh, Merman. And Merman. And Beastman. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I read all those comics when I was a kid. I had a bunch of the toys, and I would read the, the books in the, in the back of the toys. And it's been a long time since I've checked those out. So I'm looking forward to getting a chance to read those again. Oh, that's going to be sweet. <laughs> Who doesn't love He-Man? People, Haters. People that didn't grow up in the 80s. Haters. <laughs> <laughs> and then the very last piece of news is that uh, if you missed out on getting Star Wars number one or Darth Vader number one from Marvel, Shame they're releasing you. a director's cut of both versions of the books in June. What the fuck? So it's going really? to have, gonna have uh, the script in the back. It's going to have all kinds of extra stuff added into it uh, along with the main comic book story. It's like it invalidates our copy. Not necessarily. Who, who who didn't get a copy of it? I don't know. Like, they made, like there's I've I've been to the comic shop. There's like they have like boxes full of them because they like we better order all these because everybody's gonna buy them. I know our comic book store ran out. Yeah, they sold out here in Houston. Oh really? Yeah, but we're on like the third or fourth print. Yeah. Jesus. So if you missed if you missed the opportunity and you live in a place that doesn't have a surplus. Uh, this is a good chance to get it again. We got print one, baby. <laughs> print one. Of course. We, spend, <laughs> we get like 40 books a week. <laughs> we have our own personal boxes. <laughs> and that's pretty much it for news, man. Oh. So uh, I want to remind everybody, there's a few different places you can find us on the internet. Uh, number one is nerdbong.com. You can also find us at wickedradionetwork.com or beyondthedawnstudios.com or on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you listen to us on either one of those, please leave us a five-star review. You can find us on SoundCloud or YouTube. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast or on Twitter where I am at comical podcast. I'm at comical podcast too. And if you'd like to follow Gabo, you can find him at on Twitter, Galvo or you can find all my stuff there at my Twitter or Instagram is Galvo And what was your website one more time? If they want to check uh, that out. Oh, it's uh, yo Gabo Gabo. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> And that's pretty much it, guys. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, you want to close this out, Gabba? Yeah. So keep on laughing, bitches. 
Comic Palooza 2015 is almost here. You'll see your favorite celebrities, comic book creators, and authors. Hear super cool musical acts. Experience crazed cosplay events, rowdy professional wrestlers, raucous roller derby girls, literally thousands of hours of programming, and so much more. Remember, Comic Palooza at the George R. Brown Convention Center in Houston, Texas. Memorial Day weekend, May 22nd to 25th. Get your passes today. Head over to www.comicpalooza.com for all the details. <laughs> 